20,000 years in the future, a re-energized humanity fights an ancient threat in Godzilla, Planet of the Monsters. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward. <laughs> it was pretty straightforward. You, you didn't throw me for a loop anywhere. I don't. No, think. that was that was nothing super creative. This is a pretty serious movie, Alex. There's not much humor. It, yeah, I think I, probably zero humor. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of a joke, and I can't. Oh, <laughs> so, oh, you remember? You remember when the team got attacked by those giant flying monsters? <laughs> that was the funniest part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well welcome back to the monsters versus men podcast we're still trying our best to stay alive alex in the bargain basement of podcast <laughs> <laughs> i know you like when i say that every time yeah well we're just dirty deeds done dirt cheap over here <laughs> oh yeah this is true <laughs> i'm eric uh the resident cinephile and alex who are you I'm the resident uh, Godzilla lover, uh, monster movie lover, and person that has the correct opinions on all movies. Yes. That's what you tell yourself in your dreams. It helps me sleep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I'm excited, actually, about this trilogy because it's different. And, you know, you've slowly but surely been getting me back into anime. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything against anime in principle, Alex. But I just had a few negative experiences with anime and with and not with anime, with anime fans that I don't really want to get into here. But I think if I did, I would just uh, it's probably you know, really tick off. Yeah, it's better. It's better that I don't. I'm just glad I know. That's all I need. Yeah, that's all you need. Just a little teaser. Just a little teaser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? <laughs> all right. Directors Kobun Shizuno and Hiroyuki Shishida join forces with writer Jen Urobuchi to deliver a Godzilla trilogy unlike anything the fan base has seen before, starting with this film, Planet of the Monsters. Not only is this trilogy animated, it also features a completely unique Godzilla story. In short, Godzilla won, but now humans are returning to Earth to settle the score. But does a unique story and concept make a good movie? Or, as I asked last week, Alex, when we meet monsters on a planet, does the story cast an enchantment? Uh, <laughs> I think the unique story here certainly does cast a, a sort of an enchantment. I mentioned before that in a previous episode, I would really like a hard sci-fi Godzilla movie. And while this isn't quite what I meant, The uniqueness of this really is pretty captivating. The whole Godzilla takes over Earth because the humans and aliens pretty much tap out. It's pretty interesting. And not only that, but like due to some sort of time distortions when they travel back to Earth, 20,000 years pass. And they've only been gone for 20 years to them. And so they go back to their world and it's essentially an alien world. Once they land on the planet, they realize this isn't really the Earth they knew. And I think this is just a really great idea and start to 
a monster movie. Not just Godzilla movie, but just like any monster movie. This is a really cool start. And you don't really see it much, even in other films. I think the intro of the film, though, really sets the tone of what this series of movies is going to be. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think this film, I mean, if you're looking for hardcore sci-fi, this is probably the closest you're going to get in the Godzilla series. Um, And I think the concept itself is pretty amazing. So I think rewatching it twice in a week, it helped me to grasp what was happening at the beginning of the film a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because at first I was kind of confused. But once I got it, this film's concept was relatively simple. Um, Like Space Godzilla and Megaguirus, it features a protagonist bent on revenge. And it's that devotion to revenge that's a thematic staple to this film. And I really hope it continues in the next two because I think Captain Haruo Sakaki as a character, I think he's I think he's great. I made a comparison to Captain Ahab uh, before in Space Godzilla, but I actually think that comparison is more apt here because of the existential ponderings we get from Sakaki at the beginning of the film. Hmm. This is a character who questions humanity and his own purpose. And I personally, I, I love that type of character. I relate to that type of character. Hmm. He's a little moody, to be sure. Oh, yeah. But he's principled and devoted to his cause, sometimes in dangerous ways. Did you enjoy the characters in this film, Alex? Yeah, I, I don't know if I enjoyed them as much as I enjoyed their setup. And I, really, yeah. I say that really, it, it makes sense because this is a trilogy. And I feel like we're just getting to know all these characters right before the film Mm. ends. We're catching little snippets of conversations by some of the other alien races that have a foreboding nature that we ask a lot of questions from us, but don't give us any answers. But I like Captain Sakaki, of course. He's really interesting. He's one of the angriest characters I think I've ever seen. And (laughs) But the cool thing is that is just to see why he's so angry. He's not just mad at Godzilla. He's mad at the entire situation humanity is in because of him. Mm-hmm. And while he does he does blame the humans themselves for what happens at the beginning of the film, which I'm talking about when they send out all the older people yes. just to detonate mm-hmm. the ship. It's very clear mm-hmm. that even though he even he doesn't want to believe it that that ship was going to yeah. blow up. They weren't even going to give it a chance to land on the planet. They just blew it up. Which is like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a pretty well, dark moment. And it's, it's, it's perfect for this film. It is film. dark. It is dark. And I don't think this film re- really settles that question, does it? Like, uh, maybe it does. What do you mean? What do you mean? Something. Like, they bring that up a little bit later on. And it's kind of a question whether or not, you know, they did that on purpose or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he, he says that, he says something to the effect of that he he doesn't want to believe that hum, that humanity is capable of doing what they did right. and blowing them up on purpose. He doesn't want to, but he does but he, think it deep down. He knows. But it's a, yeah, but it is a lingering question that I had that I'm, I'm hoping in the future films kind of gets resolved. Yeah. But I, I, we'll see. I feel like it's 100% on purpose. I only say that because the, the ship hasn't even began to enter the atmosphere when it starts to blow up, yeah. which leads me to believe that this thing is, it's not a malfunction. It's, it was triggered to explode. I'm with you. 
I'm with you 100%. I think that's the case. I just think the film leaves it a little bit open-ended. Mm. Uh, and so I was, that was one of the questions that I had. It's like, all right, you, he has this belief, but is this belief grounded in reality? Um, and is he going to act on this belief at some point? Yeah. Right? Um, so that that's kind of one of the things that, that I want to see potentially in the next film. We'll see if, if I get it or not. But... <laughs> We'll see. But overall, you know, I'm thinking about the Godzilla in this film. And I thought about my favorite Godzilla designs. Uh, so my favorite Godzilla designs, I love 1964 Godzilla from Mothra versus Godzilla. I like 2000 Godzilla. And I really liked Shin Godzilla. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've got to say, honestly, this is right up there with them. I love the design here. Recently, I saw some comparisons online between anime Godzilla and the legendary Godzilla. Hmm. But I think there's something more distinct here, actually, in the design, especially in that daddy Godzilla, I guess I'll call him at the end. You know, that beast, he's something uniquely of the earth. Right. He's like uniquely of the dirt and of the soil. He feels ancient, but also grounded, almost like this huge tree you know like right. there's something about the way that he looks that reminds me of this this gigantic tree which I, I thought was actually really cool um but if it was nuclear energy that naturally created godzilla after 2000 years here godzilla feels fully at home yeah yeah I w- he's literally become a part of the earth at the end of yeah. the film or you realize at the end of the film and I actually yeah. think that Godzilla feels like he's almost made of like unnatural metals and armor, but they're mm. because of him, not because uh, of anything supernatural. It's him changing the environment around him and just becoming this. It looks like a almost a green metal walking Godzilla, and it does. Mm-hmm. But it does look somehow organic, which yeah. is really interesting. And also, I really like his abilities. Namely, like the shield that encapsulates him, but also turns out to be mm-hmm. his weakness. And the execution of the whole thing really does make a lot of sense. Like, we see a weakness almost similar to something that we saw actually in, I think it was Mechagodzilla 2, where there was the second brain weakness. Oh, yeah. But this one works a lot better than that. And I also do think that the awesome reveal that the Godzilla that they killed wasn't the Godzilla from 20,000 years ago was an awesome reveal. And it really caps off the Mm. film with this like real feeling of like despair and like, what the hell are we going to do now? You know? Yeah. Because, you know, even Haruo at that point is just like retreat, retreat, everybody retreat, you know? And you're like, Oh my goodness. I thought this film was wrapping up. And (laughs) in the last five minutes, they give me this. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I, that's one of the real strengths of this film is that, that, that tone of the film is on point from beginning to end. And I Mm -hmm. really liked it. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think one of the things that adds to that tone is the atmosphere. Uh, We're returning back to earth after 20,000 years but this is different, right? right? This is a different earth. It's otherworldly. It, it reminded me, Alex, of Annihilation by Alex Garland, you know, which is a throwback to your recommendation from last week, Devs. Yes. Um, but Annihilation, which was, of course, inspired by Tarkovsky's Stalker, they both feature 
a group of protagonists that venture into a mysterious zone on Earth that feels reminiscent of this planet that we see here. Except here in Planet of the Monsters, the entire world is this zone mm-hmm. of dangerous creatures, plants. You know, the creatures have been mutated. The, the forestry is razor sharp. And the group of humans that we get, they don't really trust each other. Right. I wish that's one of the elements I wish the film could have explored more actually is how this group of humans interact with each other, what they do with their mistrust of one another. But I wish we were offered even just a little bit more of a chance to explore this terrain and those strange relationships between these damaged individuals. But unfortunately what I wanted to see didn't come to fruition. Yeah, that rivalry between uh, Sakaki and uh, Leland, I believe it was. Yeah, Leland. Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel like we get the payoff it quite deserves. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it also kind of makes sense, right? I mean, I'm not going to defend it because I do wish we got more. But what happens in the, in the, the film is kind of makes sense that, you know, they're, they're confronted by this world ending entity, or I guess not ending, but mm-hmm. world altering entity. And there isn't quite enough time for them to be squabbling about something so petty when something actually important is in front of them. Yeah. And yeah. again, it kind of going back to the, uh, this is clearly part of a bigger whole. Like the problem of this is this is clearly going to be a trilogy. And so some things yeah. are kind of brushed aside, <laughs> kind of like that. That that gets brushed aside. But I think the distrust in your relationships, we get real mm-hmm. nice seeds planted about the two different alien races. I'm trying to. I'm blanking on what they're called. The the Zif, the Zif, was it Exif? Exif, yeah. And then uh-huh. the uh, I don't know the, the other ones that helped create Mechagodzilla, and uh, they both clearly have more or had more in store. For Earth, when they mm-hmm. when they originally, I would say almost invaded, or tried to help yeah. them defeat Godzilla, it's clear that they both had other plans. But Godzilla was a problem that turned out that they couldn't solve, and so mm-hmm. as a result, they're all stranded together on this ship. And I think it's going to turn out to be that maybe the aliens are going to be more of the distrust than the humans, even though it's clear that we can't trust the humans either after seeing what happened at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. Um, you know, and at this point I've haven't really been critical of the film. So you may be thinking this is my new favorite, you know, maybe a five out of five stars, Alex. No, cause you'll, you'll never give a movie <laughs> five no. out of five. It's a select, a select few. You're Save right. that for Transformers. But, yeah. Transformers, Transformers three, five out of five stars, but no, I do have a few criticisms, not of Transformers, but of this film. I do think the characters are underdeveloped. and With the mm-hmm. exception of Haruo uh, and Metfis, maybe, which is the main Exif alien. Uh, I don't remember the names, motivations, or reasons behind any of the other characters. I get Leland being a foil, kind of, to Haruo. Mm-hmm. But again, his development doesn't quite make sense, as you just mentioned. Um, it was a little bit underdeveloped. Uh, I think the relationships in general between characters also, they they aren't developed. So you have no idea why these characters either do care or don't care about each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping and I'm guessing 
we'll get more of that development in the next two films. I also think Godzilla as a whole is underutilized for this being a Godzilla film, hmm. <laughs> right? Like we only get Godzilla in the last 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. And even then Godzilla doesn't do too much. I've heard that criticism and I partially agree with it, but I also partially think this Godzilla, it doesn't have to do much, right? It's this huge force that is pretty stationary in a sense. It doesn't have to, uh, like swing its tail around too much. It doesn't have to be super mobile. Right. It just has to be a force, which it's it is. It's interesting because this Godzilla is actually has more of an effect on the entire film than any other Godzilla that we've seen in terms of the yeah, entire yeah. environment has been affected by Godzilla. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's, that's, that's really true. Um, but I have a couple of predictions and I thought this would be fun before we move into the next two segments. I have no idea what's coming. Um, so I thought it would be fun to make a couple of predictions here. So first off, yeah, I don't trust the Exif aliens at all. In particular, Metfees. Don't trust them at all. One thing <laughs> I've learned about these Godzilla films and 30 films, Alex, is that I shouldn't trust the aliens. So alien yes. equals distrust. <laughs> that's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, Metfees, he just seemed really interested in manipulating humans, especially Haruo, um, by provoking his rage and really drawing on his pride uh, to defeat Godzilla. Right? It's like he's using him for some sure. reason. And I also don't trust the the old guard humans, the, you know, the humans that I imagine blew up that ship at the beginning of the right. film. Uh, so the film, it left those plot lines alone towards the end, but I think they're going to come back. And of course we got that post credit scene, um, which what seemed to be like a native of earth. So someone that was left behind and someone, uh-huh. or like, a, obviously this is 20,000 years in the future, a group of people left behind that has survived these 20,000 years, mm-hmm. um, which sounds very interesting. Uh, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some pretty cool things that, and it's kind of hard, you know, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether to judge this thing as an individual movie or as a part of a series, because it well, feels like a series. I think we'll do this individual. Yeah, it does. We'll do individual. And I think we've talked about doing maybe a mini sode at the end of this, uh, where we kind of talk about the series as a whole and maybe give it a separate rating as a whole. So uh, real quick though, why why do you think this film gets the hate that it gets from the fan base? Because, you know, I look at, at the reviews of, of my friends on letterboxd, which are mainly Godzilla fans at Mm -hmm. this point. Right. And I see online on Twitter, people really dislike this film. Yeah, they do. And dislike this trilogy as a whole. Maybe I'll understand that more as we, as I watch the next well, two. But where do you think the hate comes from? Well, as someone who has watched the trilogy already, in my opinion, is like a lot of these Godzilla movies are very likely to change upon another viewing. Yeah. I I I don't care for the third movie at all, mm-hmm. but it's got some really interesting things in it, and you know, we both know that people have a tendency to when they see a trilogy of movies or a series, any series of movies and the last one is horrible, <laughs> then yeah. sometimes they'll, as a result, knock down the rest of the series. Kind of like game of mm. Thrones. No one liked the ending of game of Thrones. So the rest of the series is n- n- kind of, no one really cares about it anymore 
I haven't heard anyone talk about that show since it ended. And it may be something similar to that. I don't, it, and it could be something like simple as animation. I mean, the animation is off-putting. It's something that a lot of Netflix, uh, I guess, I think Netflix funds a little bit of these movies and series with this type of animation. And while I don't mind it, I could see it being a problem for some people. But for a lot of people, this just isn't the Godzilla they want. It's not what they expect from a Godzilla film. But I would say the same thing about Shin Godzilla. It's not what you expect from a Godzilla film. So I don't, for me, it's kind of hard to put together why why it is so maligned. Yeah, there's definitely a different feel to this film, I think. Um, and if you have the wrong expectations for it, maybe not the wrong, but if you just have a different set of expectations for the film, I could definitely see you... Um, not enjoying yourself quite as much. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's true of most movies, I guess. But I guess you're right. This is a big series. So, of course, Godzilla fans are going to have a certain expectation. I just, I don't think this film especially deserves the hate that it gets. I really, I don't see where it comes from. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't think it deserves the hate that it gets. But we'll get back around to our rating and ranking at the end of the episode, Alex. But before we get there... First off, we have our Monsterpiece Theater. All right. Are you ready for Monsterpiece Theater this week, Alex? I've purposely not looked at it yet. (laughs) This is awesome. All right. So just a quick recap for unfamiliar listeners. We have chosen a Godzilla film uh, from the past. It is a movie that we've reviewed before on the show. Um, And we've butchered it a little bit. And we're going to butcher it some more when we act it out. But if you know what this film is, uh, please contact us. Let us know your guests. Let us know uh, if you can figure it out. Uh, Email us, nvmpod at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter. You can follow us at nvm underscore pod and send us a direct message there. Um, If you know it, you have the chance to win a one of a kind monster piece itself by the theometer my son theo five years old at this point alex he's drawing custom designs oh wow okay (laughs) yeah he's drawing custom design uh and we are on a brief hiatus from mailing stuff out because you know hashtag corona but uh as soon as as soon as as we feel comfortable going back to the uh post office will be sending these out but so far we've had david has won um we've had michael win travis won and our last one james davies won so uh i'm going to make sure that travis and david and and james haven't received theirs yet but don't worry guys it is coming uh as soon as we get to go to the post office so if you know this one uh feel free to send us a message and we'll take request of any kaiju monster you want to oh. see drawn by the master himself, Theo. Or should I say the monster himself, Theo? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, uh, Alex, I'm character A here and you're character okay. B. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, hang on. I just need to read one line ahead so I can. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> And action. It, it's you. Thief. A thief? Huh? 
You're Japanese. Anyway, I'm not a thief. You were going to steal this. You're the thief. You were going to steal this. Liar. Men don't wear things like this. Or are you a girl? I'm a boy. And my name? My name is Eric. Alex? In scene. <laughs> Alex, I think you always you always start to go to a country accent, I think. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, that's, really, that's like, I'm like thinking like, yeah, I might do a country accent again. And then I'm like, no, I won't. And then I start talking. And I'm like, well, this is like some weird hybrid of something. And then it just devolves from there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was masterful. This Monsterful. one, this yeah. one is one of the few that I don't know if I know right away. I want to think on it. Yeah, you're gonna, have to, you're gonna have to think about it a little bit. This one is tricky. There was a there was a key word that I took out. I think that might might have helped some people. So if you know this one, really, you might be one of the few, so you have a better chance to win the monster piece. <laughs> Even if you don't, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, send us your responses, nvmpod at gmail.com. Now, Alex, let's move on to our awards. All right. Are you ready? Who is your coolest character for the coolest character award? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Metfees. Uh, he, he He's clearly this alien with a grand scheme, but also seems to come off weirdly like he genuinely cares for Sakaki. Even though mm. I think it really does feel like he's using him as a means to an end. Uh, it's just, it's this weird juxtaposition where I don't trust him. I think he's using this character, but it also kind mm-hmm. of feels like he cares for him. So yeah. I, I just think he's really interesting. And especially that uh, jail scene where he has Sakaki doing a pr- pretending to do a prayer so he could look at some Godzilla information. And he's mm-hmm. doing the prayer behind him while he does it, and he's talking to him. I think mm-hmm. it's a really good moment for that character that illustrates why I think he's so interesting and cool. Oh, I agree. You know who Metfees actually reminds me of, Alex? Um, Theo. He reminds me of of Michael Fassbender's character in Prometheus. Oh, okay, yeah. He, no, yeah, he, I think you know, right. like this 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 uh, otherworldly type of character that is kind of manipulating the action in front of them. Yeah. You know, uh, and you're not sure if you can trust them or not. Right. Mm-hmm. What was that character? I can't remember David. that character's name. David. Yes. David from Prometheus. Yeah. I, I love that character in Prometheus. Um, and that feast really reminds me of David quite a bit. I have a quick um, side note real quick. Did you see, yeah. <laughs> did you see the next alien movie after that one? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I love it. Okay. I anyway. love Prometheus though. So I need to, yes. but <laughs> anyway, my coolest character, I've already talked about him already. So it's no surprise. And that's captain Sakaki. You know, he's just a character full of questions and it's those questions that really make this film interesting to me. As you said, Metfees brings this element of, you know, almost religion to yeah. the film, oh, which yeah. I think is, is interesting and I hope is explored more in the next two films. Yeah. But Captain Sakaki, he pushes against that a little bit. He's more of this uh, individual. He has a purpose, but it's not religiously tied. Um, it has more to do with human dignity 
in general, right. uh, which I really appreciated. So I've got to go with Haruo Sakaki. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I just think I think he's a great character. He is. Uh, he very is. memorable. And again, sure. he's the angriest one yet. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Uh, what about your most uh, memorable line award? Uh, so, you know, kind of tying into that religion theme, uh, I'm going to go with a character that I wish we would have gotten more of, and it's Colonel Gelgu. I'm not sure. Yeah. If I'm oh, his, that right. his his alien race is the Billa Saludo. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I see. I didn't. That went over my head. To be completely honest, I didn't realize he was an alien. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they uh, there's a brief moment, and it goes back to my coolest character, uh, Metfees, where they're talking about how they probably failed to conquer the Earth. By defeating uh-huh. Godzilla, he mentions that yeah. Metfi's race, uh, the Exif, failed uh-huh. to convert the Earth to their religion. And then mm-hmm. he also mentions to, I think it's Colonel uh, Gelgu or whatever his name is, um, that he has a feeling that if Mecha Godzilla had worked and defeated Godzilla, that they wouldn't have just given the Earth back to the humans. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I that went over my head. <laughs> <laughs> For what it's worth, the it's first time I'm, the first time I watched this series, I had no idea uh, that yeah, that especially his his that he and his like all of them that looks just like him were yeah. uh, were an alien race until the next movie. <laughs> huh. Well, there we go. Yeah, there we go. But he says, you know, during that final battle, he says. At times like this, I find myself jealous of those that have a god to pray to, yes. which is even more interesting now that I know this this uh, you know contrast between the Exif and his own race. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the Exif have this uh, religious notion about them, um, yeah, <laughs> which is was interesting. But I thought that was that was particularly um, compelling in the way that oh, yeah. this all came together at the end. You know, because what's ironic about that statement is they are literally trying to destroy Godzilla. You know, <laughs> uh, so I th- I thought that was great. What about you? What was your most memorable line? Yeah, so mine had to be a uh, Elliot Leland's final line mm-hmm. right before right right while he's helping Sakaki find the weakness on Godzilla, and Sakaki is completely failing, and he rolls in firing with a tank and he just says this planet can go to hell and then he gets absolutely annihilated by godzilla (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no that was good that's a good line now our next award alex we have to adapt a little bit because it's our can't believe that acting award now it's i can't believe that voice acting (laughs) award who was your can't believe that voice acting award alex what a huge change um (laughs) actually i watched the dub of this because that's kind of how I am with anime. If I have a choice with anime, I usually prefer a dub just so I can really You're get so much hate. I know You're I get am. so much hate. I know. That, the, I know I am, but I, I watched both versions, <clears throat> so I'm better. But <laughs> yeah, you are according to Twitter, especially. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> no, but the, I like watching that. So I can really focus on what's happening on the screen, but I also, I, I get it. I, I watch, I watch subtitle anime too. I still, I'm watching Jojo. Don't come at me, people. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, my favorite voice acting was Metfees because, again, he really sells that almost robotic, but I have a plan and I might care for you, but 
I'm probably using you. Like he's conveying a lot of emotions without while playing a character who doesn't show a lot of emotion. Mm. And so I think he brings a lot of depth to the character. I agree with that choice, actually. Like the dub of that character yeah. was really, really well done. Actually, the dub in general, I have to say, was really well done uh, for this film, I thought. Yeah. But him in particular, it wasn't that that David comparison I didn't have until I watched it, the, you know, the dubbed version. So that's a good comparison. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Mamoru Miyano who is the Japanese voice actor for Sakaki um, at the beginning of the film when he's trying to make the, the plea to um, his leaders oh. uh, to not go to that, not go to the planet. Right. Right. Uh, and he's, he's literally holding the ship hostage. There's so much emotion in that scene. I didn't quite understand what was going on the first time watching it. I could understand the emotions involved and that was because of the voice acting. So hmm. I had to give it to him. Very interesting. What about your, uh, what about your standout effect? Or I guess, I guess we're modifying this one to best animated sequence. Yes. So we had to change our effect a little bit, Alex, I think to best animated sequence, but to me it is, you know, I, I called him already daddy Godzilla, but it's <laughs> daddy Godzilla's reveal. Um, Whenever he just comes out of the earth and really the sense of scale we get at that point Dude. is quite something <laughs> because we had the sense of scale earlier with um, baby G the other Godzilla, which I guess is Godzilla Saurus almost of this film. <laughs> it's the Manila of this film. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we get the sense of scale, but it's nothing like what we get at the end. And so that had to be my best animated sequence. What about you? Yeah, I think mine's going to have to be the, and we didn't even mention this sequence so far, but it's, it, it's such a good scene. The, the final battle with the speeder bikes that are trying to distract Godzilla to follow that path, that whole sequence while they're circling him while laying fire down on him is really cool and really well animated. It's one of the few times like this type of animation is not, that great but when yeah. they apply it to action scenes i think it always works or it usually works really well yeah and i think this is definitely not an exception like this is th that scene is like really tense and just <laughs> non-stop but you also can tell what's going on the whole time yeah i like that scene too actually and i heard criticisms of that scene like it was boring but I was like, no, there's actually a purpose here. You know, like, yes, there's a plan and a purpose behind it. Uh, and I did think the animation worked. The bikes, like the the hover bikes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I can see some criticisms of that. But it works well with the animation style. Uh, so it wasn't an issue for me. Yeah. Uh, what, what about your, what about your, <laughs> oh, that's a good <laughs> shot award, Alex. Yeah, I think mine's going to be uh, Sakaki watching all the, all the people that were sent down in that ship down to the planet that he had a feeling were just being sent to their deaths <laughs> and him sitting yeah. in his jail cell, watching that ship explode right in front of him. It was, a, it's a good shot. And it's like, it, it is a good it's shot. Pretty haunting. I did. <laughs> I did question why they gave their prisoner like uh, a front row a window. 
to the outside world. Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you don't give a prisoner what's essentially the opposite of a sunroof in their prison cell, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you know, I mean, I agree. But if you notice, it's just an interesting design thing I noticed actually about the ship. I agree. Yeah. Is that there's a lot of moments where uh, the glass actually goes yeah. all the way to the floor, and there's scenes where people are standing on the glass, like looking out. I noticed out that the front, too, and I really I like, like that. <laughs> I liked it too because it. it, it uh, I think we would be very hesitant to stand on glass. <laughs> yeah, yes, right. Yes, we'd be like, "Well, I'm not standing on that," but they have no issue with it because they've lived with it. You know, right. <laughs> they've spent 20 years on this ship. So they're used to it, and I know like it's solid footing. I wouldn't have done it, but they did. <laughs> yeah, well, if it's good enough for space travel, it's probably good enough to stand on. Exactly, exactly. So my, oh, that's a good shot award. It's at the end of the film when we get that Daddy Godzilla reveal. And it's actually Metfees, who at the end of the film is kind of by himself in this Earth jungle, once again, another questionable moment and another reason I don't trust him. And he's looking out at Godzilla. And really, we just get Godzilla's chest and mainly his head in the shot. But once again, it's a great shot, Alex. And we almost, we get a hint of a sunset in the background. Yes, we do. So you, you I remember it. seeing it and thinking it. Eric might like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I've become the sunset guy. Yeah, this is great. Yep. Even on Twitter, everyone knows you're the sunset guy. Uh, I guess that brings us to our rating and ranking, Eric. Yeah, I want to hear from I you first because I, I am I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about this film. Okay, so I think Planet of the Monsters is far from being a bad film unless you're expecting this all-out monster brawl. Um, this isn't Destroy All Monsters. It's not Final Wars. It's not even GMK. But I actually do see it as kind of a spiritual sequel to the original Gojira. Um, though I don't think it fully lives up to that promise. I haven't watched the whole trilogy, as I've said. But I, and I've heard it's best to judge the series as a whole rather than in its individual parts. But nonetheless, I am rating this film individually. And there are some potential plot lines that seemingly are just brought to an end and never delivered upon. What should we think about those old guard humans? Are they corrupt? What about the Exif? The characters in general, I think, with the exception of Haruo, who I've mentioned, they all leave me underwhelmed. But, but I like existential <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> I like our slightly rebellious, emo, really, really angry protagonist. <laughs> I like the otherworldly Earth, but Godzilla. I love the Godzilla here. Yeah, um, I've I've heard that complaint. As I said, that Godzilla really doesn't do anything, but it doesn't have to do much. His presence alone it brings gravitas and weight to the proceedings. Honestly, I just wish we had more of them. Yeah. Uh, so I give this film a three point five out of five. Um, wow. Of course. I'm- Mm-hmm. That doesn't is that high is that low? I don't know what you, what your response to that is, Alex. But that brings it below Shin Godzilla from last week. Okay. But actually, I was looking at my entire list, and as of right now, it's in my top ten of Godzilla films, which yeah. I was surprised by. Huh? Yeah, I was going to say it sounded low, but I forgot that you put 
Shin Godzilla at a that high and GMK was only at eight too. So that's pretty yeah. high for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's just really surprising. Yeah. So I, it's like we said, I, despite the hate this movie gets online, I really like it. Like, I think it's, co- it's completely fair to judge this movie on its own. And obviously we're going to judge it as a series and everybody does because if it's a series, it deserves to be judged as a series. I don't think people would hate the uh, the Last Jedi like they did if it wasn't part of a series. But I hate Last Jedi because it makes no sense since it's a part of a series. Alex, Alex, Alex. <laughs> Man, dude, the hate you are going to get. I after love this it. Episode, bring it on. I think the representation of Godzilla in this film is awesome. He just feels completely unstoppable, and it's almost a surprise when they do beat him. But it's even more of a surprise when they didn't actually beat the Godzilla they thought they were fighting. And I like, I just like that a lot. And I like the story as a whole a lot. It has so many great ideas that feel unique. And they're really executed really well. Now, the characters are probably the part of the film that really I, I only feel is the only thing that I feel is lacking. But... I think that's a trade-off we get for a one and a half hour movie with this much scope. I mean, this is a pretty big scope. We're, we're creating an entire new world. All Everything is kind of from scratch almost. So, yeah, we lose characters, but we do get a lot of intrigue. And, you know, we, we see two alien races. We're given seeds of what, what is going to happen down the line. And that it sounds like they had plans to conquer the Earth, but both of them failed. And other than Sakaki, who is super intelligent and guided by rage, I'm looking forward to see what else is delivered in the future. But as a whole, this movie is really fun, and I really like it. And I'm probably going to have yeah. to give it a... You know, it's really hard to judge this by itself now that I know what <laughs> this is. Serious. It's the same problem <laughs> I was talking about. But I want to give it a, a 7 out of 10. And this will probably put it in my top. You mean 10. a three point five? Oh my out god! Of five, Alex. Oh my god! A three point five. <laughs> you just like out to five. cut one. I haven't done that in you a like long to, time. <laughs> you have it, but one, you just like to mess up on purpose, and two, you just like to copy my scores. I get it. No, I get I, it. I'm right. My problem is I automatically convert the numbers into ten, and so I automatically convert after it to you out see, of ten. After you see my score, and you're like, "I'm going to copy his score." I'm not going to copy because it because he's right. I'm not going to yeah. copy it. This is my score, Eric. And <laughs> I think the 7 out of 10 works because I don't know if it's an 8, but... A 4, yeah. I don't know if it's a 4. Oh, either. my God. But, <laughs> you know, I tell you, Alex, you know, just, just thinking about the characters again, and as you're saying, how, and we both said they were underdeveloped, I wish some of the sci-fi elements and the explanations were replaced with those character-building moments. Hmm. Um there was a lot, like rewatching it a second time. There was there were several moments where I was like, I don't quite understand what they're talking about here, and I don't think I really need to. Uh, I would <laughs> and say that some of the stuff you think you may not need to, it probably comes into play future. later. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But it's interesting because that was also a thing that I criticized last week with Shin Godzilla. Right? Yes. Was I was like, ah, this, this the science explanation here, I don't necessarily need. You know, like. I'm not the type of guy that needs that huge intricate explanation. Um, give me some good characters and a good scenario 
and let's get at it. You know, there you go. Eric hates science. There you go. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly true. That's my life motto. <laughs> so next week, Alex, we are watching what was it called again? City on the Edge of Battle. Yeah, Godzilla, City on the Edge of Battle. Ooh, all right. City on the Edge of Battle. Did you not come up with a rhyme either? (laughs) You didn't come up with a rhyme, Alex? Of course not. You know this. Um, Whenever I do, I just I clean up too much. So the ones I have to do on the spot are just like, I don't have to clean up as much, you know. It's your week for a recommendation. So I'm going to make you give a recommendation. And then I'm going to think of a rhyme for next week. Okay, so you're not going to listen to me while I do this. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I did finish Devs. It's a really great show. You still only watch it if you haven't, people. I want to recommend an anime, actually, this week called Steinsgate. S-T-E-I-N-S semicolon gate. It's a really good time travel anime that really looks at... You learn a lot about timelines, or I guess... About theories on timelines. About science. About science. It's really really good. Now, you've got to give it a few episodes to get going because you're going to watch the first episode and be like, what the heck did I just watch? But let me tell you, when you end that show, you're going to be like, this is incredible. And this is it's actually my favorite anime of all time. What about Uh, you, Eric? That's a high high recommendation. I know. I know. I know it is. But it's my favorite. Yep. All right. Uh, well, I did come up with a rhyme, Alex. So, are you ready? Now you can think of your rhyme <laughs> while I give you mine. <laughs> Will City on the Edge of Battle make Alex prattle like cattle? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got nothing. It's no, fun. I got it. We'll okay. This All right. Okay. Will the action in Godzilla City on the Edge of Battle make your bones rattle? (laughs) Or or will you be mad that it wasn't quite so rad? Okay. All right, Alex. (laughs) We just, we need to wrap this thing up now. All right. Like, we just cross the line. Don't be Uh, sad. You're just a young lad. (laughs) As always, as always. You can follow us. I thought you were going to recommend something. No, no, no. We only do one recommendation a week, except for last week, because we're making up for it. I got you. But, but, as always, you may not want to anymore, but you can follow us on Twitter (laughs) at MVM underscore pod, on Letterboxd, Alex Cornett, and Eric Neely. And, of course, email us, feedback, mvmpod at gmail.com. I know this film has its haters, and there's probably good reasons for it, so let us know why you hate this movie. If you do, uh, we'd love to hear from you, but until next week, Alex, try, try to stay alive. That was goofy. Eric, don't be sad. You're just a young lad.